Hello and welcome to the Life Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Di Russell. If there's one thing I know, it's that life is not a rehearsal. This is it. Life abundant to me means living authentically, being the fullest version of ourselves, living life openly, joyously, wildly, abundantly, every day that we're alive. It means being conscious in this moment and then repeating that to allow the beautiful in us to be expressed. We're all on a unique path because we're all unique and our life abundant will look different to that of others. That's why I love our Life Abundant podcast. It's about exploring perspectives and experiences of others, being curious around what they found to be amazing or dreadful and everything in between. I look forward to having you join us each month as we dive deep into the art and science of creating a life abundant. We'll be highlighting truths that we know will help you right where you're at. Our inspirational guests will be many and varied, including clients, people I meet, old and new friends who will share their own remarkable journeys and wisdom. I'm absolutely thrilled to be your guide on this journey of personal growth and transformation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Life Abundant, the podcast. Today, we are talking with a remarkable young man, Sam Healy. Hello, Hello Sam. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. It's so good to have you with us. This is early in the life of this podcast, and I can't think of a better man to help us kick it off than you. This Life Abundant podcast is all about bringing people on and talking about life and their life journey, good, bad, and the ugly, and the miraculous and the brilliant, and all of it mixed in together because, yeah, that's the life abundant. And I guess to get started, Sam, I want to talk about how it it ended up that you're here on this podcast with me. And I have to say to all of you listening that there's a bit of an age difference here. You've probably picked that up already, perhaps. And Sam is around the age he could be my son. I've got three daughters. And when we were doing an annual trek down to Port Elliot to have our summer holiday, there were three young children across the road playing and Sam was one of them. And so my daughters actually grew up every summer with Sam and we've just watched Sam grow into this beautiful young man. However, I didn't really know what Sam did. I knew he was a teacher, didn't really follow you throughout the year. We just saw you over Christmas. And then more recently, I was living down the coast and happened to go to a cafe called the Valley of Yore down in my Ponga, beautiful little cafe. And I saw these postcards on the bench. Didn't have my glasses on, but I just could see it was about meditation. I thought, oh, this looks interesting. I'll have a look at that. Got home, sat it on the bench for a long time, and then picked it up one night and thought, oh, they've got some classes. It's only 30 minutes away. I think I'll do that. So I registered for these three classes and the email came through to thank me for the registration. I had Sam Healy. I'm like, oh, is that? And then I looked at the picture of the person on the front and it was Sam. I'm like, what? And so that's how we became to be in touch. And Sam, the name of your company, tell us. A B and Co Meditation. And for those of you that know, Die Live, we run being retreats. They're called Beautiful being you to the full. And I thought this is more than a coincidence. And so I was very drawn by 
the being meditation that you took us through, which was amazing. Do you want to talk a little bit about how it was from your side of life? Yeah. Um, and us coming together doing this. Yeah, absolutely. I still remember seeing your name pop up on the booking. I was like, is that Di Russell? I'm sure she would have gotten in touch if she, if she wanted to come in for a lesson. So it, once I found out your side of the story, yeah, it was amazing. And just another example of how when you start to follow intuition, start to fall into line in terms of your focus and what you're feeling inspired to do, things just click into place. The being co is speaks to a state of being. And when we get into the flow of being able to be, it's company follows. So uh, being has company attached to it. Being has company that follows along with it. And it's happiness, patience, it's fulfillment, flow, it's joy. Essentially, it's love. So once we are able to tap in and access states of being, it's company effortlessly follows along. And we just get, we just get taken for this ride of love. And that's essentially why I teach meditation because it's the vehicle that allows us to, to get to that state. So that's how I must have been. I love it because immediately after doing your course, because I'd never been a meditator, I have to admit it was not something I'm like, I don't really have time for. And I know that people, when they work with you will learn very quickly. It's the thing to have time for. And yeah. when I'd done it, I thought this is big. And immediately I asked Sam to come and be at one of our retreats. Um, and now he is a part of those retreats. It's essential what you teach, Sam. And I, I just love the difference it makes that you're making. And I have to say, this is pretty funny in a way. Here you are, this Aussie bloke. Like you really are a country Australian man, very handsome. All the women on the retreat were like, this is easy, this young guy with beautiful blue eyes and you've got such a beautiful being about you that whole beingness it's funny one of the authors I read Neville Goddard he talks about the fact that our state our assumed state has a corresponding world which is what you just said our being has company and so in this day and age of fast-paced and so much to do it's essential Absolutely. Absolutely. Can you tell us a little bit about how it was for you when you first started out, Sam, why you got into Absolutely. This? Thank you for all those kind words as well. It's uh, very humbling to hear you of all people uh, speak about it all like that. And yeah, it's been such a great journey being able to see the growth of those retreats as well. So the, yeah, my journey again, uh, it was very similar to how we got back in touch. Looking back at it now in hindsight, you can see how everything clicked into place and I'm excited to see two, three years down the track from here, like looking back and seeing what's happened because it does, you, you start to see how everything correlates and oscillates around each other. So back to 2018, around about then I was at a point of breakdown. I was, I was a teacher, classroom teacher. I thought I was loving and I thought I enjoyed it, but. Now I know I was at a state of breakdown. I had headaches on a daily basis almost. My asthma was out of control. I just, I almost dreaded going into work uh, on a weekly basis. I wasn't expending any extra effort. 
But at the same time, I loved the kids. That's the only reason I was showing up because I just loved, I loved what we were doing together. I, I, I loved the families. Uh, and just so happened that I came across meditation at uh, an educational conference. Uh, an ex-football player, Luke Darcy, was just talking about his experiences with meditation. He presented the science. And I'm very scientifically minded. Seeing meditation presented from a scientific point of view, but also through an educational lens, really helped me shed those defense and blockages that I would have had, that I did have up against meditation because I just put it in the woo-woo category. And anyway, I put things into place straight away. I was really lucky to have a great team around me as well. Uh, my my co-teacher at the time and a few of the other staff members were really excited. And so we all started experimenting and I, because I was at that point of breakdown, I think I just leapt in head first. I, th- I thought if there's any chance that this could help the kids, then we need to do it because I know that they need some help. I know that there's something extra that we need. At the time, I wasn't really focused or aware of how I was feeling, but as I began to practice, because to teach anything, you, you need to know what you're teaching, obviously. You need to know the content. And I quickly realized I needed to start a, pra- needed to start a practice of meditation. Within a month, I'd completely changed. My, my outlook, my, the way I was showing up, the way I was speaking with the children, the way I was thinking, everything started to just take on different. It was almost like a, like a, everything had just been shined and or polished. And we were slowly slowly starting to come back together as a group in, in terms of my classroom. Then what happened was it all just exploded. I, my mindset changed. My, the way that I looked at life had changed. My belief system started to change, not the religious way, just a more open and welcoming way. And that sort of leaked into my relationship with my peers at work. And they started noticing a difference in me and they started noticing a difference in the children. And it all quickly spiraled from there. I was asked to be a wellbeing leader at the school, run a program, basically model the benefits that we'd seen in, in the classroom to, as a site-wide approach. And uh, that's how it all started. That's, yeah, looking back to it now, at the time, I didn't really know what was happening, but at the time, but looking back to it, I could safely say that, yeah, it changed my life. It's still changing my life. And that just happens subtly over time. And if you just keep practicing, then it just keeps getting better. And that's what I mean. I can't wait to see where that story is two, three, five years time from now. Absolutely. When I think about my part in us connecting on this level as well, like I lived for a year down the coast, just a year. And I think I've said to you before, if that's all it was about, then it makes sense to me now. Like you're a crucial piece in what I teach and it's the clients love it. I want to go to now what you're doing now with what you teach and how you teach it. Can you tell us a bit about what's going Absolutely. on? Absolutely. It's been a wild ride because as a teacher, I'm very skills orientated. So every, every lesson, every course that I teach, no matter what it is, I want to make sure people are walking away with at least one skill, at least concrete skill that they can practice. Because as educators, we know that knowledge isn't enough, 
I, I think perhaps in schools we have forgotten that a little bit. I think we are too knowledge focused and we've forgotten the essential nature of actually practicing concrete skills and doing it in a way that's easy and fun and accessible and creates results effortlessly. So that's the mindset that I bring to everything I do over the years. I've overcomplicated the process because it's just life-changing and it's like holding this precious diamond in your hand and you want to say, just do it like this. And this means that, yeah, I want you to focus on this and this and this because that's been my journey and it'll work because it has worked and it's worked for thousands of years. So over the last few years, what I've been doing is boiling everything down and that's where I'm at the moment and I've, I've been able to now, uh, pull out the essential pieces. I've been on the journey long enough now and I'm still early days into my journey with meditation as well. It's been, it's been a good few years now. And what I'm realizing is that you keep learning, you keep practicing and it just keeps getting better. And as long as you keep those three things in mind, then everything's always going to be changing. And as a teacher, I'm always meeting the, the student, the client, wherever it is that they're at, we call it the entry level. So I've gotten to a point now where we're focusing on focus, but the focus is focus. That is a core piece of what meditation is. And once we start to destigmatize what focus is, that helps destigmatize meditation, which then opens the gates to everything that meditation can offer. So once, yeah, once we really establish a relationship with focus, then it really helps us understand how to keep practicing and how to keep training it. That word focus, I read a book earlier this year about stolen focus. And I think you and I were talking about it prior to that. And it really arrested me in the fact of what they were saying about what's happening in society with our focus now, because things are so instant and we can get a lot of information by skimming across the top and just getting this, but we don't go deep. Um, and so what's happening, they are saying in our brain is that the capacity to go deep is being lost. And so our focus is very sprayed generally, speaking on a very general level here. And so what I found when I worked with you in meditation, like you said, it was a very good exercise in focus and understanding how little focus I had at, at that deep level. And like you said, starting to practice it made a huge difference to my being, which is where everything comes from, like everything, which I think is why we've connected so strongly is because we both teach the same thing from a different angle, but that is the common thread. I love what you just said. I want to repeat a few things here. When you were talking about breakdown, how many people we meet, and I was one of them, my life, yep, you, I felt like I was walking through life and bits weren't falling off and I'd just pace them back on and keep going as if nothing mm -hmm. had happened. And eventually it's a point, I believe, for all of us where we go, yep, this, I'm completely broken. And it's at that point that we have the opportunity to break through. That's what I feel like happened. Would you say it was like that for you? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And it's like that for so many of us. We know from the research that 70% of us experience that. 
and we can get into the hole of believing that we're in the minority that because we feel this way we're somehow separated but by feeling that it actually puts you in the majority and all of a sudden we have a connection with the majority but on the flip side of that is just because it's normalized doesn't mean that we need to keep experiencing it that we need to keep those experiences chugging away on a day-to-day basis yeah or that it's normal what you just said is so important it's been normalized because the majority experience it but it is not a state of normal or what we've been made to be and that's i think really important to acknowledge yeah you you made a comment about creating results effortlessly and i liked what you said learn practice better that's the repetition is learn, practice better. And that's how we grow. And you and I have talked a lot about the fact that's what we're here for is that upward spiral of becoming. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little round. You and I, when we met the other day, we were talking about lifting the lid. And this podcast, if it is nothing else, it is about lifting the lid on life. What have you got under the hood? All of us have got so much available to us. And so let's talk a little bit about focus then, because I know you and I could talk for hours and we have done. Where can we start with focus? What's the very first thing when you think about focus that you would want to talk about with somebody? Yeah, thank you. It's what I want to talk to everyone about. So having the opportunity to do it is amazing. Just going back to some of the things you touched on, it's so important for us all to keep in mind that our focus has been monetized, that our devices are looking for any opportunity to pull our focus. Our focus is worth money, literally now in this modern world. So when we say pay attention, it literally means there are dollars attached to this now. So if it's worth something to these massive corporations, it's worth something to us as well. So at the end of the day, we have the choice of where our focus, any point, is pointed. We all have focus, and if we think of focus as a muscle, we'll give it that analogy, then we all have focus. It's not whether it's good or bad. It's not whether I have a lot or a little. It is around whether my focus is fit or whether it's unfit, just like we'd think of any muscle or any aerobic ability. We can think of focus in the exact same way. Now, an unfit focus is going to be pulled easily. And that's okay. That's not necessarily where the challenges lie. The challenges really lie in the fact that in an, when an unfit focus is pulled away, that unfit focus is not going to notice. So it will, it will yes. remain pulled. And yes. that's why we get on these death scrolls. And we might not notice that I've been scrolling for 10, 20 minutes. And it might be, there will, at some point, there'll be a trigger, right? So it might be someone calling your name. It might be an alarm going off. It might just be noticing how dark it's gotten in the room because you've been scrolling for so long. A trigger will be the thing that helps you notice and then perhaps helps you refocus. An unfit focus relies on a trigger, all right? And what these devices do, and this is 
what Storm Focus uh, lays out really is that they've hacked it. They've, they've figured out how to steal your focus. And it's not the, it's not the mechanism of actually stealing it. It's the mechanism of keeping you there, keeping you stolen so that you do not notice. And instead of, instead of refocusing, we remain unfocused. Okay. And that is where the problems come. So if we take a step back from that, what we can use that uh, analogy to help us understand is that, okay, all I need to do is start training my focus. I have focus. It's just unfit. Just like any muscle, just like any aerobic ability. If I don't train it, it's going to be unfit. I have it. It's there, which means it's packed with potential, right? It, it, they're ready to go. Uh, I just need to give it some love. I just need to give it some training. I just need, literally need to give it some focus. What's the, what the challenge off yeah. the back of that is so many of us don't know how to train our focus. And the ironic thing there is that meditation is exercise for the focus. Meditation has been destigmatized to a point where even people like me see it as woo and something doesn't suit me. It's not really in my category. I don't really need it. We all need training in focus. We all deserve a fit focus. And just for the tip of the iceberg that it changes your height, right? And it just keeps from there. We all need it. So meditation is something that we all need as human beings. And I can't stress enough, just, uh, just that process of giving it a go. Okay. It is easy. And if you think that meditation isn't something for you or that you can't do it because your mind is too busy, then it's a great opportunity to actually keep that learning yeah. and yeah, keep those mistakes happening and keep that improvement cycle going. Like you were saying. Yeah. I love the way focus and I teach it a lot. Also my business is all, all down to thinking. And again, like you said, being aware of what we're thinking. A lot of people would say, I'm not thinking. I think that that's unawareness. Mm -hmm. You are, and you're in a state at all times. And if you're not aware that you are, then like you said, there's some mm -hmm. growth to be had. What I love about focus and, and what I hear you teaching is that Focus, like when you think about light, we walk around in the daylight and it's fine. We don't feel anything. But if we take that sunlight and focus it, it can burn things. It can cut through steel. It's like light when it's focused is so powerful. Anything when it's focused is so powerful. And it's about what are we using that power for? Are you aware of what you're, and that's what I love about what you do. Sam, tell me a little bit about how you got through when you started, because obviously it wasn't something you were aware of initially, focus. How did you combat that? For me, it's been a process, like any learning process of making mistakes. So again, yeah. when you begin to train your focus, Straight away, you start to create space between what was and what is now. So anyone who's gone to the gym or anyone who's gone, done any sort of training, anyone who's learned an ability knows exactly what this feels like. And we just tend not to think about it too much. But if I create space between what I was and what I am now, you 
are creating essentially a roadmap for yourself. Once you create that almost object subject nature, so the subject being what I used to be and what I am now being the object, almost you don't want to go back and you want it, you want to keep going, but what you, what, that's what you want. All right. But it doesn't mean that it happens because our habits are so ingrained. I've made so many mistakes, uh, and I'm still making them right now today. It, it's all about, uh, the, the process of making those mistakes. And this is something that as a teacher, I've, I've got, I already had my head around this. So I was prepared for those mistakes. I, I'm always saying mistakes are great. We, we want to be able to fall into this pit of learning and scramble so that we can learn how to crawl our way out. Uh, it's been for me just a process of acknowledging those mistakes, uh, acknowledging when I've beat myself up, when I've fallen into those holes after too long and i've chosen to suffer i've I've chosen to beat myself up and you come out of all of that stronger and you come out of that with a focus yeah yeah in fact it's would you say it's your focus that starts you climbing out of that isn't it in in essence Mm. so Um, to come back it's a bit like the riding absolutely yeah a bit like the riding of the bike are you riding a bike and you see a pole that you've got to ride between two poles and you think, I'm not going to hit that pole. And quite often that's where you find yourself going. Yeah. Rather than focusing on the face, like you were just talking, we focus on the object. I really like that. It's like you, yeah, you really are the observer. Like you were saying, when you can get the whole object subject, you can start going, I see it, but I'm not it. Mm-hmm. And I talk about that a lot, people, because once we are not it, but we can see it, then we've broken that power. Mm-hmm. L- like you said, that's the awareness right there. Yeah. And that's what is talked about a lot in this space is the power of the present moment and ha- having the ability to come back to the now. For me, that language doesn't trigger anything because for me, it's not based on any necessarily any experience that I've had. And this is why I'm so huge on language. And this is why I love just returning to the idea of focus because what all of those sentences essentially mean is let's bring our focus. If we think of our focus as a torch light, let's just bring our focus back to what is in front of me. Let's bring our focus back to the experience that I'm having right now and an unfit focus won't even realize that it's been pulled away, but a fit focus will notice and then bring itself back. And the quicker it does that determines or is determined by how fit it is. And this becomes so fun. This becomes such a game changer because a bit of a lag. Well, I was scrolling three minutes longer than I normally would. I wonder why that was. And you start to ask more questions. Oh, maybe I, I didn't set myself up properly in the morning or there's been a few different expectations. Okay, so they're starting to erode away my focus today. That's great to know. What do I need to do tomorrow? And you start expanding on these questions and it starts snowballing without you even having to do anything. It, it just happens naturally and effortlessly. Yeah. Yeah. And I do love that word effortlessly. 
are definitely all about that. We want to live in joy. We have that in us. We're looking to enjoy, live in joy always. And so the effortlessness of what you eat, I absolutely align with. Like you said, it's very easy to have our, our focus taken. And I think understanding where the power lies is it's like where we're, where we're focused is where our energy is going and that's what's growing. And so just taking that, I love your analogy in the sessions, just pulling that torch back to where you want your focus to be. It's very powerful. Yeah. And we tend to forget that it's most. It's interesting because. Sorry, I, I was going to say we tend to forget that most of the time our focus is pointed inwards. I talk to so many people about, oh, I'm, I'm pretty focused on what I'm doing most of the time. We know from the science that's not necessarily true. But once we start actually noticing where our focus is pointing, we, we begin to realize that's pointing inward. It's, I'm focused on my thinking. I'm focused on what I need to do later on in the day. I'm focused on that thing that I wish I hadn't said yesterday. Uh, we're focused on the internal narrative constantly ticking over. And this is where we are to lose our lives. This is where we start to become disconnected. Well, from I'd like to challenge this. Yeah. I'd like to challenge that a little bit just to tie, in my view, to tidy it up a bit because I believe people aren't focused inwards. I think their focus is directed from within to what's out there. So like you said, we are thinking about what's next and we're looking in the future or we're living from the past, but we're not focused on the being, the the beingness, the here and now, the safe place of, I have all I need right now. Mm. And it's probably just technology for you. Cause I know you agree with that. We want our focus to be in here in the being sense. And really that's where we live from. Mm. However, our focus is taken easily to the out outer world. What I'm worried about might happen. What I know happened then. How am I going to do that? It's, and it is thinking, but it's thinking not here and now. It's thinking there or there, like behind mm. us or ahead of us. And we're not in the beingness of now, which is where our yeah. power is. Absolutely. Yeah. Often I, the clients, we've got to assume a position of something. And most often, I'm sure you would agree with the people that are coming to you, we, live in such a state that we're not assuming the position of now. We're assuming the position of, oh, what am I going to do then? And bringing stuff in from the past. So we're not present in our now. Yeah. yeah. I completely agree. It's, again, it's the quality of our experiences. It's the quality of our journey. And what the, the more we start to, again, train our focus and start to become more focused on what's happening in our lives, the more we start to categorize almost the different levels of our environments. Yeah. So when I talk about the internal environment, I start with the thoughts. That's the first part of that environment that I start talking about because that's where, what most people are aware of. They, they think, okay, internally, okay. What am I focused on? I'm focused on my thinking. The more that we, the more that we focus on that, the more we start to realize not actually my thoughts, 
when I'm thinking about that external event that happened, I'm actually thinking about it through the lens of my thinking and that the quality of that thinking is dependent on my well-being. I I could totally shift my perspective of that event through the way I think, by the way I think. And again, this thinking habits. Thinking habits are an internal factor of our environment, of our internal environment. And we get so caught up because our focus has been stolen, because most of our focus is unfit in our culture. This is where we're at. We're, we're in this whitewash of, of the sea of thoughts, not even realizing that it's continuously pulling our focus from being from everything yeah. that could give us power in this exact moment. We're up here instead. And we think that this is actually reality. We think this is where the right yeah. is. Yeah. And we think that's life. I love what you just said. It takes our focus from being, but doesn't mean we're not beings. We're just not aware that we are. And all that power that is in our being that we just leave untapped and unpracticed and and we live up here in this whirlpool of, like you said, thoughts that are just, yeah, taking us here and there. Yeah. Yeah. You can see when you talk like that, what happens when you work with people and they practice it that brings them back with their feet on the ground. I had someone say the other day, learning to be where their feet are, learning to be where their feet are and so that's here right now which is so it really powerful. is i love that concrete yeah. uh example or analogy that you can give it just helps so much because we are so disconnected yeah. and even that conversation that we've just had yeah. that can be a bridge too far for most of us because we're so disconnected from this idea right mm. Our yeah. There's more to focus on rather than our thoughts, rather than our worries, rather than our anxiety, rather than our to-do list, rather than our goals uh, for the next month. There's so much more. And again, this disconnection creates barriers to how we learn these skills. So I love that. The more that you can just make it accessible in the moment, have something concrete, bring your focus back to something as simple as where my feet are now, that's all just little points to start just entry levels and then all of a sudden you're you're making it your own and you're having fun with the process yeah for me i think of nature it doesn't take much to see something a sunset a sunrise a flower a bug i've got grandchildren it's just they find those things that take their focus and bring them joy and it's that to me is one of the simple practices that i like to employ and get into to take me back yeah, there. Yeah. Sam, this is a big question, and I think we might finish with this. We will definitely be having you back on the Life Abundant podcast if you'll join us because there is countless things to. we could talk about. Yeah. What is the desire of your heart with this gift that you've been given? That's a big question, I know, but if you can unpack some of it. It's an amazing question. Thank you. It's one that I've actually been thinking about a lot recently. I I have a Port newsletter that I write just about the buzz around meditation. 
call it being code buzz. And that's exactly what I've written about this week, how I've been trying to iron out the answer to that question. What you're really asking is what's the purpose? What am I, what am I, where's my focus? In this present moment, this is where my focus is. What am I cutting through to? And two years ago, my, my focus, my purpose was to teach meditation. That's all I wanted to do. And ironically, as I've done more of that, and as I have continued to meditate, I now to answer that question succinctly, I, I want to support and serve, uh, specifically at the moment yeah. I'm just focusing on supporting my family and I've got two beautiful kids an amazing wife and through focusing on teaching meditation, it's every step of the way has been amazing, but it's also meant that there's been a bit of disconnection between where my family are at and where I'm at. And the beautiful thing about meditation is that it enhances everything. All I've just needed to do is adjust where my focus is. All right. And again, this goes back to treat your focus. So by pointing my focus back to the idea of supporting my family and serving, everything again has just gone up another level for me. And that's what I keep hearing from gurus and people that have been practicing for decades. It just keeps getting better. So to answer your question, it's, it's supporting my family. Uh, I know that might seem a little bit disconnected or even a bit cliched, but it comes back to the idea of the quality of thinking and my words and my actions at any given moment when I'm with them. And I have the luxury of being able to practice meditation on a daily basis to prepare me for those moments. I can raise a son, raise a daughter that can just milk life for every moment. And my wife, my wife can trust me wholly and and rely on me and love me and be independent and be free, but also know that she has this anchor here that that's what I want to leave behind. So at the moment, that's the answer. I want to support my family. (laughs) I love it. And it so lines up with what we're on about here in Life Abundant. Like we all have a gift, a desire, this something in us that wants to be given expression and that I'm passionate about helping people realize that in them and then let it show with and through them. And I think you are a perfect example of that, Sam. We misstep and we correct and we keep growing, like you said, learning, practice, better. That's what you're doing. And it has been such a joy to have you on the show and I can't wait to have you back again and hear more about what's going on in the B and Co community. How can people find out more about you? Where can they go to do that? Thank you. Thank you, Di. It's yeah, been a pleasure as always. And yeah, can't wait to come back. If you'll have me, there's so much to talk about. Literally just barely scratched the surface. In terms of finding me, more, my website is B and Co Meditations at B E. A-N-D-C-O-B and co-meditation.com. And the process is at the moment that the Focus Fit course is in three different levels. So you start at level one and work your way through. It's all self-paced. You can do it in your own time. Again, that's been a huge step for me, understanding that's how people love to learn. And we also have live 
sessions as well. So you can answer any questions or clarify anything you need to, but also get that motivation that's required to practice. So it's all there, a yeah. little short burst for you. And if nothing else, yeah, you can book a strategy call through my website or even just email me with any questions you have, because like I keep saying, this is, yeah, this is so important. It's so important that we start opening yeah. our, our minds, to these ideas, not only the practice of meditation, but everything you teach as well. Uh, so thank you for everything you're doing because to have mentors like you just makes this whole process so much smoother. We can make those mistakes mm. and we can learn, but to have a mentor by our side whilst we're going through that process, it, it makes it even more sweeter. So yeah, thank you for everything you're doing. Yeah. And your email, Sam, what's that email if we want to email you? Oh, yeah, bnco meditation, same as the website, at gmail.com. Great. Beautiful. All right. I look forward to people getting in touch with you and, and starting the journey. I know what it's done for me. And yeah, like you said, it just gets better and better. Um, so thank you, Sam. And we look forward to having you back on again. And for all of you out there, please rate this podcast, share it with your friends, invite people along. And if you have any people in your world that you think, you know what they could do to be on this Life Abundant podcast, please reach out to me, dietdielive.com.au. And we look forward to talking with you next time. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Life Abundant. We are here to support you every step of the way. If you've been inspired or gained valuable insights from today's episode, please subscribe, share or leave a review. Stay tuned for more episodes packed with wisdom, practical exercises and stories of transformation featuring our truly inspiring guests. I'm Di Russell. Thank you for joining in and please come and join us next time on the Life Abundant podcast. And until then, stay curious and expect the best that you can imagine.